up everybody welcome back to the coffee shop surprised to hear our voices on a friday because we're doing two episodes a week for the very first time gonna be trying to make this a norm throughout the nfl season but you got me your host zach and my co-host kevin here on a thursday morning how you doing today kev what's up mr zach that thursday night game was something huh man the way mm-hmm. that the 49ers and the giants played football together yeah shocking result man I crazy I crazy game happened. right when that guy did that thing dude i was mind blown man crazy well yeah it's football day which means i got my i got my little good morning football mug up Let's here go. ready to go not a show sponsor but could sipping be on that coffee bean to. you already yep. know cold brew because i'm a freaking degenerate of course day. <laughs> well it's good to have you man we had a great episode with mike shope on tuesday previewing the afc giving our Hell picks yeah. for who we think is going to win man, Today, i love we're going to do man. a little yeah, of course. He was great. I love the show. Today, we're going to be previewing the NFC, giving our picks for each division. We'll do a little bit of fantasy takes in between for each teams. If there's players we're worried about, think might be a little undervalued, anything along that jazz. Uh, but of course, per usual, we're going to start off with our first sip of the day. I'm going to take a little first sip right here. Very nice. First sip. A little ASMR sip. <laughs> and the first sip of the day is going to be a little bit of a fantasy question here. And I want you to give me one player you're looking to stash on your bench that could be valuable later that's probably sitting on some people's waiver wires. Yeah, man. And we actually talked about this prior to the show because the fantasy community is really, really sharpening up. Um, it's something that I love to see. It's something that I largely think we're responsible for, Zach. Um, but it's nice to see the uh, the fantasy community at large kind of already knowing a lot of the names that you might usually be stashing at this point. So I'm going to go a little In my deeper. league for the first time, like waivers are going like, well, people are bidding like the right amounts, not too much crazy stuff. And I'm like, well, wow, like they're really starting to tune in now that we're, yeah. we're doing this for years and years. It's not yeah. so just home league craziness anymore, man. Yeah, I, I do kind of miss the days where I could be a leg up on everybody just because I tried. Paid so attention. Gonna... You're like, oh, I know this one player. I can win my whole league. That's the thing is it's always going to be you always have to be just two steps ahead. So right now I've kind of been in full sprint for a couple of years now. So two steps ahead is like I got to get to like Usain Bolt levels, bro. It's the only way. Um, so I'm going to go deep with this one and I'm going to go deep on the waiver wire and I'm going to go deep on the field. Because my choice, it's not going to be a popular one. It's not going to be one that I don't think you're going to approve of this name. Uh, I hope you have like a, a like a bag with you, or or hope you can like you know you have to like breathe a, in to a get a hot little... or something. I was actually talking about to throw up in, but um, oh, okay. yeah, if you start hyperventilating. But um, Zach and I have a bet. I believe that we made on the show uh, about Giants receiving targets, and I think it was I'm off the show that we made that. Was it off the but... show? Well, Zach has Darren Waller, and I have the field. And the field is not looking great right now. Um, but I do think that if there was one name in the field that has shown a little something, and it's a little something, I'm looking at Jalen Hyatt. Um, I liked his talent coming into the league. He is an absolute deep, deep threat. Um, he had two receptions for 89 yards in week two. And I think somebody's going to have to emerge from the rubble. Uh, Darren Waller can't have 20 targets a game. Um Saquon's out for a couple of weeks now, so they're going to have to move the ball in some other way. Danny Dimes is going to continue to do what Danny Dimes does, which is sometimes look like a genius. And, you know, his second half against the Cardinals was a good NFL game in and of itself, let alone it was one half. But his first half and his first game was atrocious. So we're really seeing the Jekyll and Hyde of Danny Dimes so far this season. Um, But that being said, Jalen Hyatt, for me, is somebody who is a contender to emerge from the rubble because the more trust that gets established on those deep balls the more likely it is that he starts earning more snaps earning more routes run earning more targets and i think and i don't see hodgins stepping up paris campbell looks like a shell of his indianapolis self and i'm, I'm already forgetting the other slew of slot receivers that they have Darius beasley in sterling, sterling i don't even think cole beasley's 
playing at all. I, he, yeah, I think he might be a, a healthy scratch every week. But much a I think Hyatt, I think Jalen Hyatt is a name that's because we're going deep, and of I'm course. going deep in 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 you know on your waiver wires, and I'm going deep on uh, on the field. I think Hyatt is an interesting speculative in deeper leagues, an interesting speculative stash. Well, listen, I don't love his talent necessarily coming out of Tennessee because I didn't think he played like a crazy real wide receiver role but there is it's undeniable there's opportunity I think Daniel Jones throws a really good deep ball and there's really not a lot of speed on that offense I like Darius Slayton but he's always been kind of just a guy so if Jalen Hyatt can put it together and and kind of step into that like three to four catch but they're going for 40 yards a piece role like there there are going to be some matchups that you could start him in and he could even step into farther so while I don't love the player, I don't hate the bench stash because where there's opportunity, there can be points. Yeah, it feels like something that could be uh, really, really interesting to just kind of observe unfold. That's kind of what you're doing with bench stashes. You're buying scratchers. Right. You know, these aren't stardom this week, but there's a possibility that they hit for more later. Yeah, it's, he's definitely, I love him as a DFS dart throw as well if you're just running out of room in your lineup. Yeah, don't mind that. You know? yeah. yeah, so that's, that's my name. But Zach, who you got for us today? Uh... Mine is a, a running back, which arguably everybody's dying for right now anyway from Always. all these injuries. But I'm gonna pick Ty J Spears. He's he's starting to get a little bit of a little bit of heat rolling in the, on Twitter and, and people, but he's still sitting at 30% rostered on Sleeper. Um he shocked everybody in week one and outsnapped Derrick Henry with fifty-four percent snap share. Didn't outwork him by any means, only getting three carries, but four targets was great. Week two, he saw eight carries and two targets, which means they're just making an effort to get him involved. He's had really good success running the ball. They have a good run scheme there, but he's averaging a little bit over seven yards per carry right now, which is small sample, but ridiculous. And he's seeing a lot of passing work, just seeing a lot of the third down plays. He's seeing almost all of those are for Derrick Henry, which just speaks to them wanting to get him involved. I don't think he'll have a lot of value standalone while Derrick Henry is healthy, but he is already on the injury report with the toe injury. I fully expect Derrick Henry to play this week. But if he does get hurt, Tajay Spears could have a ton of value, mainly because Tennessee loves to run the ball, but also they have some beautiful matchups. They play dead last Pittsburgh against the run in week 10, second to dead last Carolina in 13, and then on your playoff schedule, you have Miami, who's 29th against the run, Houston, 25th against the run, Seattle, 26th against the run, and then Houston again at 25th against the run. So those are just absolute juicy matchups. Obviously, that bodes well for Derrick Henry, so he could be a little bit of a trade for candidate if someone's a little worried. But at the same time, if he does go down, or even if he gets more involved, he's someone that you could be a flex player or a league winner down the stretch at 30% rostered. He's someone I'm looking to add onto my bench. Yeah, and I love the pick. Um, the it's so funny because the ACL thing was so weird. Like hearing that he only had one ACL um, was very jarring um, in the in, in the you know lead up to the draft and and all that. Right, and I think but, I think some of that might have been a little bit of like misreporting, like not having an ACL. Obviously, like he has the tendon; it's not <laughs> gone. I that don't really know little... what it means, to be honest with you. Right. Like I hear like, people I talking about that, that all the time. People being like, oh, there was nothing left after the injury. Like it wasn't just like a tear. Was, but like it's there now. He's clearly ha- he's running. He has an ACL. I just, you can't I just live without an ACL. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what the I mean, you know, if I wish we had a doctor on the show. Um, so I could understand the science because I hear that all the time. Like OBJ, oh, I played in the Super Bowl without an ACL or whatever. Uh stuff I hear that stuff like that all the time, and I'm just like yeah, I don't really know what all that means. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not that guy. Uh, but it's funny. It's it's interesting. And it, it did scare me off of him. And, and shame on me because he looks great. He looks unbelievable on the field. Yeah, I mean, he was the fifth in the FBS in rushing last season. He had 1,581 yards rushing and 19 touchdowns. Like, that was crazy. And even in college... Uh, in the Cotton Bowl, he averaged 12 yards per carry. So, like, he's always been a super efficient runner, but the injury scared a lot of people. He was supposed to be, like, a second, third-round back, and then with all the injury reports, kind of fell. So I think he has the possibility of one of those running backs that not only, like, would be a really good spot start if the starter went down, but 
would produce close to the same level. Like I do think he could have top 10 outlook if Derrick Henry went down just due to the nature of Tennessee and how their offense runs and, and how good of a runner I think Spears is. Yeah, and if, if you know, if two weeks has shown us anything about that team, you know, I've, I've made my thoughts on Ryan Tannehill on the show very clear. Um, they're going to need people to step up in the void of a passing game, in my opinion. So I think yeah. if it means 35 carries in the running game and, you know, 25 of them or 22 of them go to Henry and, and Spears gets basically a full workload just as the RB2, then damn, that's sure. not a bad fantasy play. Not right. a bad fantasy flex play down the road. And they clearly want him involved with his snap share. So he's yeah. he's my bench stash. I like it. Well, let's hop into the NFC, man. We covered the AFC on Tuesday. So if you want to see our AFC predictions, go back to that show. Had Mike Shope on the show from Shope and the Bulldog. Very so fun. Great show. Fun time. Get to see our predictions there. But NFC, we're going to start off tough. We're going to start off with the NFC East. Some good teams in here. Right now, the Cowboys are favorites at plus 105, but the Eagles are right there behind them at an equivalent plus 105. Makes sense. Commanders <laughs> all the way down there at plus 1,300, and then the Giants dead last at plus 2,300. So this is looking Whoa. like a two-dog race. Plus really, 2,300 for the, the Giants. I mean, they got dog-walked in week one and yeah. then snuck one out against the Cardinals, but it is the Cardinals. There are a lot of people thinking they're going to be dead last. So I don't yeah. think a lot of people were putting too much stock into that. I do think the Giants can be better than what we've seen in two weeks. Me too. But I will still probably pick them to be last in this division just because the other... I mean, the Cowboys and the Eagles are both Super Bowl contenders, in my opinion. I think the Cowboys have the best defense in the NFL. And the Eagles are obviously... The Eagles, and went to the Super Bowl last year, have had a shakier start than the Cowboys had, but have played better opponents. So what are you thinking in this division, Kev? Well... You know, it's really interesting because I do think it's a two-horse race at the top of the division. I do think it's pretty clear-cut that either Philly or the Cowboys are going to win the division. Um, you know, both teams starting out 2-0. and um, I'll say both teams looking pretty good. Yeah, Philly Philly has definitely had some some tougher stretches of football, um, you know, particularly from the offensive side of the ball and the passing attack, which kind of seemed like it was going to be bread and butter for them. Um, but it hasn't really not been as materialized. Yeah. Um, so, you know, kind of interesting to note. Also, fun fact, um, they're kind of getting gashed through the air. Their past yep. defense is kind of sus right now uh, through two games. Uh, week one, uh, they were carved up by Mac Jones. And week two, they were carved up carved by Kirk Cousins. Up by Kirk. Carved up, almost 400 yards. Great game. Yeah. He did. Have, he had a phenomenal game. So, um, I think this week will be very interesting because they're facing the Bucks um, and the two and O Bucks, the Baker Mayfield led Bucks. So, I'll be watching closely how that game plays out because if Baker Mayfield goes out there and throws for 270 plus and a couple touchdowns, I'll I'll be you know, confidently on the panic button for Philly's passing defense, even though their pass rush is always going to be solid. That's just a, a bit concerning, I would say, uh, to be hemorrhaging yards like that to not even the most elite quarterbacks in the league. Well, we talked about this a little before the season. I brought up my concerns with Philadelphia's defense not being able to hold up to what they did last year. They retained almost all of their offense, but lost a ton on that defense. CJ Gardner Johnson was gone, moved to the nope. Lions. Now he's out for the season anyway. Sucks. But it's really just kind of Darius Slay back there and, yeah. and no one else. And yeah. I think more importantly than that is how strong their defensive line is. It's basically a pass funnel. It's a lot of what Tennessee does where it's they're shut down the run and they want you to beat them through the air. And Philadelphia is kind of doing the same thing. No one's running against them. Their defensive line is phenomenal. And yeah. while their pass rush is really good, they're forcing teams to throw the ball and then they don't really have the brass to back it up. So you're seeing a lot through the air. When, when you're talking about the offense, I do think last year they were just very elite in the red zone, barely kicked more than one field goal a game. They were a touchdown on the offense. I think there was just going to be some natural regression to that. I yeah. think we've seen a little bit over what we would have liked to see, but I, I think they'll kind of right that ship. You kind of have the same personnel. A.J. Brown will get back on track yeah and i could see the offense running it but i don't think there's a clear-cut answer to the pass defense i think that could be something we see all year long and yeah for fantasy players there's nothing better than a bad pass defense and a great offense so this eagles fantasy side could be even better than it was last year if we haven't seen jalen hurts pass 
too much yet. He's still been looking exactly like he was last season, which yeah. not passing, rushing a ton. Yeah. But I do think that's still in him to to kind of have positive regression on the passing. Definitely. And I also kind of am a little nervous about Hertz even on the ground. Does he look a little less explosive to you this year? Not not really to the eye test, I wouldn't say. He's never been wicked fast. He's There's just times when I just feel like kind of I, a big I, guy. I want to see him hit the hole a little bit harder. I want to see him. I feel like last year I saw him breaking free and running in the open a lot more than I'm seeing this year. Um, yeah. Now, of course, I have a full season's highlight reel to be thinking about and chewing on and one of the best Super Bowl performances ever. So, you yeah. know, I'm probably there's a little bit of, like you said, natural regression from like, you know, he had an MVP caliber season. He didn't lose I, a regular season game, if I recall correctly. Maybe one to the Commanders, yeah, right? They did. They did lose a regular. He, season he lost the one, year. but then Gardner lost a couple. I I think Hertz only lost one. Um, and then did everything he could in the Super Bowl but... to yeah. And and so that's that's the Philly side of it. Um, quick question on Philly. Uh, do you think Baker's a streaming candidate this week? I do. I mean, he's I been too. playing good. Yeah, I I, I have no issue. I mean, sneaky. I I think a lot of the performance has also been like New England's defense is always going to try and shut down your top target in that that's was AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts they did a good job and yeah. as bad as that game was I think Minnesota had a really good game plan to stop Jalen Hurts he was constantly being like watched their run defense was horrendous but they did they did get a good grasp on Jalen Hurts running the ball so yeah. I think this week could I mean obviously Tampa Bay is another good defense so I think Jalen Hurts and could struggle on the ground a little bit. Whispering? Hey, hey, I'm <laughs> real happy for Baker, man. I know. Uh, I, think I never would have thought. Been, he's been playing really good, and I think he's matured a little bit as a passer. He's making better decisions, not throwing yeah. the ball into, like, dumb coverages. So Philly's secondary is nothing to be scared of, and Baker's got great offensive weapons. The only concern is that Tampa Bay offensive line is still really, really bad, and this – Eagles defensive line is really, really good. If I have, um, oh my lord, why am I forgetting his name? Anyway, if I have Baker, I'm a little concerned about the offensive line holding up, just that pass rush getting to him. He's going to have to keep getting the ball out super quick, which he's been doing a really, really good job on. But the Tampa Bay run offense this week, I am very, very worried about. The offensive line is terrible, and this defensive line is probably the best in the NFL. Yeah, so that's the Philly side. When it comes to Dallas, um, defense definitely one of the best in the league. I'd like to see Dak start putting together a little bit more. I feel like Dak is kind of having a slower start to the season than I was hoping for. Um, love that he's just funneling CeeDee Lamb the ball. Like That's just something that I love to see from a fantasy standpoint, from an NFL standpoint. You know, Hyper-target your wide receiver one, people. It's not that hard. Um, Tony Pollard should be one of the you know top 12 running backs in the league love deuce vaughn um but i do i do believe and i think this is what you said in the intro but i do believe it starts and ends with the defense i think that defense can be historic i really do yeah i i think part of Dak's struggles to talk on that is he just hasn't had competition yet and i don't think that's really coming this week in that's arizona fair. yeah you know, he put up 255 and two touchdowns against the Jets defense, which is also really, really good. Great defense. And they they kind of made it look like it was nothing. Like that was. I think of part of that had for also him. to do with the fact that um, he took what the defense gave him, and he knew that Zach Wilson was on the other side of the ball, and Zach Wilson was turning the ball over. I think he had three picks. It's kind of like at least two. At I least think it's kind of yeah. like, like I said this about the Bills game last week, but when you turn the ball over in your opponent's territory, it takes away yards for the quarterback. And it makes the likelihood that the touchdown comes a lot fast, like easier, like right. you know, and you don't have to work as hard for it, so you're not putting up as much numbers. Like the the but isn't Zach's, that what you wanted to see from Dak this year? Didn't you want to see him no, just making phenomenal. smarter oh, plays? From an NFL yeah. standpoint, I'm not mad at all. Uh, from a fantasy standpoint, I'm looking to see a little fire get lit under Dak's booty. Um, well, those games are coming. After this week in Arizona, they have the Patriots. That may not be a huge passing game, but definitely will be more competitive. And then you've got on the road in San Francisco, on the road at the, get the Chargers, a bye, and then Rams and Philly. So yeah. you're going to have opportunities to to see Dak if he can really Good. put it up in offense. And I think he can. I think my my real takeaway out of this one is I think Micah Parsons has a chance to be in the MVP voting yeah. this year. 
which we yeah. haven't seen a defensive player win MVP for a very long time. He had, unfortunately, that touchdown called back last week from a penalty. But you, you throw a couple touchdowns in, in a season, lead the NFL in sacks, and Michael Parsons has a real chance to be an MVP. The defense is just phenomenal. I, I had worries about the Cowboys as like Super Bowl contenders in coming into the year. But man, that, that defense is looking like story good. I would not be shocked if they contend for a Super Bowl. I do think Dak can can continue to be good. And I owe Mike McCarthy an apology. So far, he's been calling the plays really well. Yeah. And this offense has been running pretty efficiently. Pollard looks good. I love his usage. Funneling to CeeDee Lamb. It's it's just everything's been going well. I want to see tougher matchups, but they're they're checking off every chart for me. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. I'm I'm never gonna apologize to Mike McCarthy. Um, just to make that clear, I think he sucks. Um, sorry. Um, that's okay. That's besides the point. I I think Dallas. They definitely have opened up the conversation of who should be the favorite in that division, and I think Vegas is respecting that as well. Um, moving along, the Commanders. This is an interesting two and in Zach. Is this are they paper tigers? They've played, in my opinion, two of the worst teams in the league with the Cardinals and the Broncos. Two oh and two teams. Yeah, um, they probably should have lost to the Broncos too. I think the Broncos came back, took it to overtime. Or not took it yeah, took it to overtime, correct? No, they failed the two point conversion if that's what you're oh, thinking. You're of. right, you're right. It would have been overtime and if they made it. I think the Broncos could have won that game. I do like what the commanders are doing. Getting Chase yeah, Young relatively. back is huge. I mean, Sam Howell's looked good. The enemy's offense has looked okay. I think it's good might be a, a stretch there, start. but he's looked all right. I mean, he's been running the offense really well. I he hasn't been doing anything special, but he hasn't. He really tried been to doing lose anything. against. He tried to lose against the Commanders. <laughs> it he was did. kind he of. Only, he has won. Or against oh, the, the Cardinals. I meant. I'm, we're talking about Sam. I meant. I, I meant he. Yeah, he tried to throw the game against the Cardinals. Yeah, he's got the one pick, but he also fumbled six. In that game playing well man i for for a fifth round pick running the offense i i haven't seen anything that i i don't li- like against sam howell but he hasn't yeah. shown me anything special they've got buffalo this week that'll be very telling philadelphia the next week will be even more telling so i think we'll get to see more of what sam howell is they're my third in the division though um i don't think they've got it this year but yeah. i like what the enemy's building on that offense me and too. i think they've got a an okay future ahead. Brian Robinson is an animal. Let's talk about that. Um, what a stud. Yeah, he's been looking great, man. Um, um, do you think Do you think the Commanders have any sort of a shot uh, Sunday in, against Buffalo? Yes, I do. I, I mean, they're at home, which is good for them because going in Buffalo is really, really, really tough. Yeah. I think their strengths are okay with what Buffalo does bad, if that makes sense. Like, the commanders can run the ball. Right. Um, Robinson could wear that it. defense down for sure. Yeah, and they're going to want to keep this game plan a little slow. Um, Buffalo has a good number one cornerback, but not great at two and three, and I think the commanders have Remains some to be good seen. Ins- I, I think Teron Johnson's a great nickel, and I think Christian Benford is, is putting together a really nice early start to the season. I, I think it's possible that they have a strong secondary. I, I think it's early. No, but. they have good starters. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just I don't think... I don't think the commanders will have a huge issue moving the ball down the field against Buffalo, but I do think the commander's defense is going to have an issue stopping the offense. Yeah. So I'm inclined the, to the agree key there. for them to be in when this game is Josh turning the ball over. Like that's it. If they can get some turnovers and then run yeah. the clock down, they might be able to keep it close. But right. I, I don't really. So you think if you Buffalo think if Josh here. Allen plays within himself, this should be a, a, an easy bills win. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm inclined to agree. And and I don't think that that's a, an indictment on the commanders for whatever that's worth. I no, just think just not a caliber team that the Bills are. I just think I'd like to see them against a team that's not one of the worst in the league, but also not one of the best in the league. And through three games, in my opinion, we're not going to see that. I feel like we still don't know a thing about them based on their no, what opponents. I, what I'm starting to feel about the commanders is they're starting to look like a team that are going to play to the level of their opponent. Yeah, which is why I'm interested in seeing them this week against Buffalo yeah. and seeing if that can hold up to where if you get a tougher opponent, do they continue to rise up rather yeah. than just falter? Um, yeah. So I'll be interested to see. Yeah. But I, for my pick for the division, rounded out here, I am going to take the Cowboys to, yeah. to win this division. I do think 
their defense is better than the Eagles this year, and their offense is probably close to the same. Um, but it's going to be really tight. But I'll go. I'll go with the betting. I do want to just go Cowboys, Eagles, Commanders, Giants for this one. Yeah, I'm inclined to just flip the last two. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to win. I think the Eagles are going to be one of the best wild card teams in NFL history. Seeing them play a road playoff game will be crazy. Um, but then I think the Giants are going to right the ship a little bit. I, I, I will say just on the Giants front, we're going to learn a lot about them tonight. Um, and you and I can't really, we can't assess that data because we don't have it yet. Um, but they're playing a really, really good team. Again, you know, out of their first three games, it's kind of unfortunate they've played two of the NFC powerhouses. Um, so it's kind of like, it'll be interesting to see, not unlike the commanders, it'll be interesting to see them play against some more middle of the road teams, the teams that they should, if they're going to be that wild card team that I originally at the start of the season picked them to be, it'll be interesting to see how they hang in there against the, the more, you know, against the commanders, you know, against a, a, a Raiders, you know, teams like that, like that'll be really interesting to see. But for right now, um, yeah, third in the division I can live with. I think their defense is questionable. I think their offense is questionable. <laughs> so we gotta, we, we gotta, at least it's not outright bad. I don't think either of their units are outright bad for whatever that's worth. Yeah. They have room to grow for mm. sure. I mean, mm. and I trust Brian Dable, so Me too. I don't, I don't hate it. I like a little more of the personnel in Washington for yeah. my pick there, but it's really iffy there. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the NFC North. You got my minnesota vikings <laughs> not looking too great at zero and two love that but the betting standards for the north have the lions as favorites at plus 115 packers at plus 195 mm. vikings at plus 350 people are not counting the vikings out yet which is a little surprising but pretty interesting and then the chicago bears are being counted out at plus 1600 yeah. the nfc north is is kind of a crapshoot it's it, it's um, a little ugly <laughs> It's, it's uglier a than we ugly. thought it was going to be, yeah. The Packers are 1-1, one one, the Lions are 1-1, one one, the Vikings and the Bears are both 0-2. I am much more concerned about the Bears than I am the Vikings. As, Me too. As much as concerns I have with the Vikings, I, I do think their offense is, is still as good as they were last year. Yeah. My concerns that's... lie on the defensive side. I, and I remember you kind of were banging that drum in, in the preseason. That's part of the reason why you were so high on Kirk for fantasy because you were like their defense is going to be god awful you brought up it's oh it's yeah fine. you know who the it's number one ranked quarterback is in fantasy football right now kirko it's kirko it's kirko, kirko. chains and it's ex <laughs> it's what i was talking about before the season one he's playing great but yeah, playing 88 well. pass attempts in two games yeah. 88 pass attempts in two games and six touchdowns yeah i still can't forget uh, remind me again who did they lose to in week one it was a team they should have beat Tampa Bay, yep. Yeah, I can't the forgive... The 2-0 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can't forgive that performance, right? Like, that's no. still in my... It burned into my head because I felt like they should have won that game, and I felt like that's on both the offense and the defense. It's a, The Philly game was all on the defense. I mean, you yeah. do you do what you do as Kirk, and, and, and Jay Jeff and the fumbles are so unfortunate, and really that's the difference oh. in the game. Um, Listen, Minnesota through two games has been the same story and it's that they have an com incredibly competitive first half and then they make a bunch of mistakes and the second half drops away from them kirk still plays a great game but this team has two glaring holes in it and it's that their defensive interior line is horrendous they're getting ran all over i'm surprised the bucks didn't run miles around them which is is really just a tribute yeah. to how bad that offensive line is but True. you saw it so clear with Philadelphia that those defensive interior linemen were getting in the backfield after 0.5 it seconds. Was so, it was so, so bad, dude. Um, How do you feel about Harrison Phillips? I always liked him in Buffalo, but it doesn't seem like he's really playing too well in Minnesota. I thought he was going to be great. I I mean, I just don't think Is he the best gelled. piece that they have on that on that line? Like On the defensive line? Yeah. I, I mean... I will. I will say that I still think that is uh, Daniel Hunter. He's yeah, really, really good. He is um, really, really good. He's he's still looked great, uh, but yeah. he's more of a pass rusher. Right. Yeah, Phillips might be the best interior defensive lineman, and that's not saying much. Yeah, I was gonna say he hasn't done it much to jump been off. Bad. Yeah. And the other concern with Minnesota is is the run game. Um, Alexander Madison hasn't Horrible. looked anything. They just traded Weird. for Cam Akers for a late sixth round swap. Uh, I'm fine with that move. Now. 
Yeah, it's like nothing. Like you're Hilarious. really just picking him up off of waivers. Um, yeah. I think he fits that scheme more. He played with Kevin O'Connell back in L.A. Uh, Madison's a downhill runner. He always has yeah. been, and that's just not. They run a lot of outside zone. I think eventually Cam Akers will take that job. I don't think it means anything. I don't think he's going to be. No one in that rushing offense is really going to be great. Yeah, you know I've been low on Cam forever. Like I was, I, I faded him in every draft this year. I have zero shares. But I almost think, like, I mean, health aside, because the Achilles thing, it's hard to come back from. I almost think, like, a change of scenery is the best thing that could have happened for him. And if he's going to have any fantasy mm-hmm. value to salvage, it's going to be in this case, where he's not a healthy and, scratch and in the doghouse. Of course. If he does play well, Minnesota will have a chance to sign him to a a deal on the very cheap, like a second right. deal. Yeah. Um, they spent some money on Madison, so I don't I don't foresee that happening when they could just take a rookie. But let's say he does play really well. They may get like a really cheap running back and draft another guy. I don't hate the move. Um, but again, the Vikings offense isn't really the question here. If they drop right. to, they, they play the Chargers this weekend, which I think is just going to be a barn burner. I'll take oh, the dude. over on that game. Oh, 100%. Fantastic. Dude, I think it's, I'm thinking week one all over again uh, with, with Chargers Dolphins. Just a yeah, shootout. Of course. Let's go. And that's going to be a fun game to watch. Sign me up. They play Carolina in week four, which I do think is a very winnable game. Bryce Young is hurt right now, not playing this week, confirmed. Oh, um, yeah, that Andy sucks. Dalton I just saw that. Start. Yeah. So if the Vikings go 0-3 here, against chargers which is possible i do think it'll be a close game but it's it is likelier possible. than possible i think it's i'm counting on it let's say they squeak out a win against carolina and then they've one got kansas city i don't think they win that game one and four you could be hobbing into week five at one and four burn it down with a 35 million dollar quarterback with no deal who's 40 who's 35 but let's so- <laughs> who's playing 35 and playing the best football of his career 100 percent if he continues to play behind this offensive line, I don't see him staying healthy through the year. He Does is he get traded demolished. is the question. I've heard That's rumors. the question, right? There are yeah. definitely rumors that he could get traded, but who who is going to make that move? Is it the Jets? They've already spent capital on Rodgers. He's yeah. under contract. I don't see them doubling down right. on two middling age quarterbacks. It could be the all-in move that everybody's always pushing everybody to make. Like that could be like the ultimate like we believe this is the year move. But is that the Jets? Do they do they want to spend that kind of they'd have to probably shell out a first and you're spending a ton of money. I don't to think do, they can to make have, the move. To have to have to do it twice would be almost impossible. Rough. They already did it for Rodgers, so. There's obviously been links for the 49ers with Kyle Shanahan, but Brock Purdy is there yeah, why playing would well. Why would they make that No move? spoilers on our West conversation, but Purdy is He's playing good football. I mean, yeah. nothing special, nothing bad, just good football. I'll say um, special. I know we disagree there, on that. There are very few teams out here that does he, I, I, you, I told you I think he could go to Washington after the season. They have, have no that. incentive to make that move now. I just yeah. I don't see the Vikings trading him away. The only, only team that I think could even be a decent fit for him would be the Falcons. But again, I don't think they're really a team that's in a position to make that move because I don't know. They don't have any incentive to. So I think Kirk plays out the season here, moves on after the season. And that's probably the best for him, but worse for the Vikings because they will win some games with him back there. Yeah, it'll be really, really interesting to see what happens with, with Kirk and the Vikings. They are... They, their regression is is coming home to roost, right? All the all the one score wins yeah. have turned into one Very score quickly. losses, and it probably will be a long season. I think. Um, elsewhere in the north, yeah, the Bears are on. Bears are trash. Let's talk about almost, the Bears. It's almost an open and shut case for me. I, like, I think they. Suck. I'm not ready to throw in the towel on Justin Fields as not a quarterback the yet. No, not the player, um, but the, the team. offensive coordinator. Terrible. I don't yeah. think he lasts the season. Bad. Um, which is also the head coach, I believe. I, I don't call me on that. I can't you're remember about, his name. You're here. talking about Eberflus? Yeah, Eberflus. I think he might be a um, defensive guy. Well, they just right? their defensive coordinator just resigned. Yeah. Uh, there's some stuff in the news about him, but I haven't yeah. paid too much attention to that. Listen, it's, it's been a dumpster fire through the first two weeks. Not um, good. Bad vibes. They're not running the ball well, which they did very well last year. I think there could be some re- positive regress- regression in that field. But they're not passing the ball very much. Like, they're passing the ball more, but not very well. It's just, it's 
kind of more of what we saw last year, you know? I mean, yeah. we're seeing more passing from Justin Fields, but he's not covering his reads very well. He's taking way too much time in the pocket. There's been some disgruntle between him and the play calling already in the season. The defense is just terrible, terrible. Yeah. It's tough, man. I they, I think they're just a lock for dead last in this division. I do too. I do too. Um, yeah, no, I, I love some of the additional, like I love some of the pieces that they added on defense. Um, I love Tremaine Edmonds. I love TJ Edwards. Um, yep. I, I thought they were going to take a huge step forward. Alas, sometimes bad teams stay bad for reasons. Bad teams stay bad, man. And that's why they're serious franchises. Yeah, uh, let's, unfortunately. Let's talk about some bright spots, though. Uh, Roshan Johnson looks really good Stud. running the ball. Stud. I think if there's any part of this Bears team I think could to turn positive throughout the season, it's their rushing attack. They were good yeah. last year. Um Justin Fields has not been running the ball well or at all, but I think that changes. I think he'll go back it's to rushing change. a bit more. Yep. It's and I think with that, the Bears rushing attack will go back to being a little more like solid. There have been rumors Roshan is going to take that job sooner rather than later. Yeah. So bright spot. I think he's a buy low target for fantasy for dynasty teams, but there's already starting to be some rumblings. That might be a hard, hard get you know yeah at this point i'll say uh, just to just to put a bow on the bears um the their best their best move that they're going to have for the rest of the season is because i thought they figured it out last year that fields was the guy but the regression is just so scary their best move is going to be isolating the variable trying to figure out if justin fields is going to be the answer at quarterback moving forward well when you talk about fields he's he's looked the same as last year, but his passing has been up 216 yards the first game, 211 in the second game. He only crossed the 200-yard threshold twice all of last season. So he's yeah. passing the ball more, but he's making a lot of mistakes. Three picks in two so games bad. is brutal. Oh, my God. And, and have you seen the clip where he runs? There's like two lanes right into him. on the yeah. outside, and he just runs into the collapsed pockets. Oh, it's so hard to watch. Like That's, that's like uh, a Madden nightmare right there. As a Madden player. Yeah, the play calling has been just atrocious here. I mean, get him running the ball. Get him on some play action. Reinstate this rushing action. I know you want to pass more. I'm all for passing more. But, like, do it smartly. Do right. it to Justin Fields' strengths rather than his weaknesses. But I can't I can't say it's not all on, like, that either. He's looked robotic. He's looked bad in his decision-making. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah, bad vibes in the Bears. High hopes. For sure. High hopes that they can right the ship in the future. I still yeah. think Justin Fields should be the guy there, but... It could go south fast. I think it's going to um, be a long season. Let's move over to the Packers, who are 1-1. One one. Really, 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 really close loss. Oh, they lost to the Falcons. That's right. They did lose to the Falcons. Damn, they've been um, looking so good. Yeah, I Jordan Love has looked better than I expected him to. Yeah, he's um, solid. Not having Aaron Jones is Tough. pretty brutal for them. They, they need him. They do, AJ Dillon has just not looked like that guy, which is really unfortunate. Because I, I liked bad. him a lot, but yeah, I was low on he's him. had so many opportunities to step up. Really hasn't taken them. No. Um, yeah, AJ I do think Jordan Love is probably overproducing a little. Six touchdowns in two games, I don't see being sustainable. Yeah, you've said that before, and I think a lot of it is a product of the play calling. I think LeFleur is oh, really yeah. showing. He's in his bag right yeah, now. Yeah, LeFleur is really showing that he, that he knows what he's doing. Um, the chemistry with Dobbs is insane. Jaden Reed is a monster. Love what I'm really seeing. Jaden Reed. When Christian Watson comes back healthy, Aaron Jones comes back healthy. Luke Musgrave is going to start showing out. This could be an aerial attack, Zach. This could be a productive offense, which who we didn't know, right? We had no clue. We didn't know if Love could handle it. We didn't know if you know if it was if all their success over the years was related just to the quarterbacks, but. I'm impressed and I'm I'm excited to watch them continue to unfold. Yeah, man. It could be exciting. I I don't want to knock love at all. I think for fantasy, he could come down a little bit, but they're running that scheme really well. Uh Jones coming back will be good. A lot of young pieces. It's defense is underrated. Defense yep. is underrated. I love Rashawn Gary. You obviously know Jair Alexander is one of the best in the league. So yep. I think I think Packers could be all right. I think as close it is between the Lions and the Packers, I'll take the Packers to win the division. I think I'll Although stick with the Lions. Lions two, I'll gut check Vikings it. Vikings three and Bears four for me. 
Yeah, I'll stick with the Lions as hard as it is. Um, I think Goff is going to still put together a great season. Playing He's going to get some football. weapons back. Um, you know, I think Dan Campbell's a great coach. Um, losing to Seattle is tough, but it was in overtime and it was a close yep. game. And Seattle's a great team. So they beat the Chiefs week one. We can't forget, although the Chiefs really beat themselves. So these individual games are going to be super important for these teams. Cannot wait to see well. the Lions and Packers play. That's going to be such a measuring stick for both teams. Well, let's hop on over to the NFC South, which is arguably the worst the division, worst division in, football. in football. 100%. Yeah, terrible. Not arguably. <laughs> the Saints are our favorite to lead, plus 135. Falcons are plus 150. Bucks are plus 370. And Panthers are plus 200. I would be remiss not to say that three of these teams are 2-0, and though, which is just... We do need to Crazy. address that. Yeah, that I mean, is the Falcons are two and zero. The Saints are two and zero. The Bucks are two and zero. Yeah. So, I mean, listen. Props to these teams for coming out the gates, beating the teams football. that they're supposed to beat. We we've kind of addressed on this show the the fickle nature of their uh, records, given how horrible their schedules are. They are playing yeah. the most hilarious, most laughable slate of games that you will ever see in football. I mean, the Panthers against the Saints was just. Terrible Abysmal. football to watch. Abysmal. I mean, we watched that game together, and yeah. neither of us were having a good time. We were nauseous. It was not a good time. Um, I, what um, I'm looking for out of the Panthers, if we're going bottom to top here, let's just see some. Let's just see Bryce Young have some flashes, right? Like, yeah. Can we just get some flashes? It's been a disappointing start, man, and and now yeah. he's got the ankle injury keeping him out this week. Maybe so. that's going to be for the best. Uh, when when rookie QBs sit out a couple games usually the game slows down for them a little bit they get to see the game from the sidelines observe the speed uh you know catch their breath a little bit it's probably so psychologically draining going through your first season and like you've said a million times starting every game as a rookie is just mentally it's tough yeah and the panthers didn't set him up for success the way that we saw the colts and uh even even the um texans have nico collins out there balling Damian Pierce, that offensive line is terrible, but they gave him some options in the passing sure. game that we're just not seeing. Bryce Young has Adam Thielen, who, who's a fine possession receiver, but he's not the number one he used to be. He's not getting no. the separation he was. Mingo is going to take some time to develop. Yeah. And there's just, there's no clear, none of these guys are giving him easy separation, like easy no. throws. Every throw he's having to make is tough, and it's just not good for his confidence here. I'm really disappointed in how they're utilizing Miles Sanders because all offseason we heard, He's not no, the guy he was in Philly. Philly. He's going to get 20 to 25 touches, and we're going to draw passing route. Man, bullshit. I'm calling I'm bullshit. That. This man had so many negative receptions in the last game. I was like, put 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 some offensive linemen out, man. Pull somebody. You you, you drafted uh, a Quanu so high. Let him go out there and, and bulldoze people. What do you it's, – it's, it's trash. It was not lack of touches because – he had 24 opportunities in week one and 19 in week two. The quality, yeah, it was quality of, of play from any of these guys. And they, they're just, no one's scared of this offense right now. So no, it's not looking good. It's bad. Yeah. Panther, I, I do think they're shooing for dead last year. Yeah. Moving up, we got the 2 0 Buccaneers. Um, obviously, defense wasn't a question. They have probably the best linebacking duo in the league um, yeah. between Devin White and Levante David. Levante David. Thank you. Dogs. Um, Defense is good. Offense is producing more than people thought. Baker's making good decisions. Mike Evans is having himself oh, games. Mike Evans, dude. I'm They're so glad Mike Evans attack. is a thing. <laughs> While they looked okay last week, I do think their offensive line is a problem. Yeah. And, and you hate uh, Rashad White. Zach hates Rashad White. Hate, he's just a guy. I don't think him. he's anything special. Um, he had a great game against Chicago. I think we're going to see a lot of running backs have great games against Chicago. Yeah. I don't think Philadelphia is going to be so easy this week. And It'll be fun I don't to watch. think New Orleans is going to be so easy the next week. So the so offensive line on, is the big question. So you're in here. on the Saints, I'm hearing. I think the Saints' rush defense is still very good. I like uh, the Saints. I, I, they're my pick to win the division. I'm so, Spoiler alert. I, let's, we'll finish the Bucks, but I think the Saints are my pick Do to win the Do you think division. Baker's play is sustainable? What, that what level, are your vibes here? That level? No. But... Because he's been so efficient and he's been so smart with the football. No turnovers. Are you kidding me? That's not Baker. You know? But do you he's, think he's do you think he's turned a corner here? Do you think they've yes. gotten into him on decision yes. making? Yes. Uh sustainable at the level that it's at, no. 
sustainable, that it's above average, and that it might be able to produce a wild card contending slash, you know, seven and ten contending, you know, one of those middle of the road teams. I do think he can be that guy. And if they decide, okay, then let's go out there. You know, there was all this talk about Baker was their number one rated QB overall, the QBs in the draft. Maybe they weren't kidding. Maybe they see something in him. Maybe the the quarterback whisperer Bruce Arians is is you know making some really positive impact. Bruce is still there. He's not on the team, but I think he's in a consulting role, correct? Is he? I think he has been. I think that's from what I understand. There's some there's some Bruce Arians influence still in the building, Um, and that's something that I'm thinking might have something to do with this because I know it ain't Todd Bowles. (laughs) I don't think. I don't think he's still on the on the team but you know i mean listen todd bulls and brian leftwich are also i think there's kind of something the there. going on with with arians and the bucks but i it might not be like official or, or titled but it, it's something to look into i off the top of my head i'm pretty sure there's something but i don't, I don't know to be honest with you what the, what there's the role still is kind of the fear that baker's gonna go back to being that guy though you know Could like happen. get the confidence back up does he start making those boneheaded plays again right and listen, that that's a hard one to predict. I hope mm. he doesn't. I hope he he continues to play this way because be a then he could be in the long term plans for the Buccaneers. And I think that's the best interest of the team too because they have all their holes they need to fill. Right. Not having to fill quarterback would be great for a couple mm. of years. Yeah, Philadelphia will be a huge test to see how everything holds up. Let's move over to the Falcons here. Um, what a team! They're my pick to win the division. I yeah. think they can beat out the Saints. I, I really, it's so hard because I hate Arthur Smith for fantasy. We've talked about that, but we I love Arthur him. Smith as a coach. I great, think he's a good coach. coach. Bijan is goddamn good, man. He's so Did good. Did you see so that aerial view yes. of his uh, Slow motion. art on the football oh, field? It's actually, yeah. it's actually disgusting, like what they he are, does. They're winning football games. By close margins, I'll give you, that Packers game was, was as tight as it can get. Um, I loved seeing them get Drake London involved. Would like to see that for Kyle Pitts as well. Even eight targets for Drake isn't great, but against Green Bay, that's fine. 67 yards and a touchdown. Bijan's getting involved. Algier is getting involved. And and listen, Algier looked good last year. I think he's a great change of pace back. Yeah. They have no incentive to change the way they're playing football as long no. as they keep winning. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Ritter is going to be a problem throughout the season just we'll in terms see. of his decision making we'll see because yeah i'm low on him especially from a fantasy standpoint but i'm starting to become lower on him from an nfl standpoint i'm starting to think that the the training wheels that we've talked about are there for a reason like maybe yeah. maybe they know something we maybe don't they're know. not passing because they don't want yeah. to yeah. yeah maybe it's actually ritter but they've got I some mean, tough ones coming up with detroit next week jacksonville they're gonna have to throw the ball against these teams but then you got winnable games you got houston washington tampa bay tennessee minnesota arizona it's a cakewalk they They should easily win this division in my opinion i think but i think the problem is and this is why they're not my pick i think the saints are going to have the same cakewalk schedule and you hate their car again just like how you hate uh rashad white you hate their car you could not stomach watching him play football on prime time. I think watching him play football is not fun. Meanwhile, I had my number four jersey with the gold and the, the foam finger because I like Derek Carr. I mean, I, I get why people don't like him, but I just think that like there's something to be said for, for mid. You know, sometimes the yeah, mid be hit. He's fine. He's, he's mid. He's fine. He's going to help them win games by not making mistakes, but I don't think he's going to help them win games by winning no. them games. No. So You're right. I, I worry but about it, that. We won't have to, though, with the schedule. No, I think what it come down for me with the Atlanta pick is I think Atlanta can beat the Saints. And if they win two games against the Saints, they will win that division. So I think they'll split. That would you be talked my about how good there. the Saints run defense was. Yep. I think they'll split games. I think, I think the Saints will keep the lid on it, and then Ritter will have to throw. And I don't think they can... I don't think they can beat the Saints like that. It's going to come down to those games between them. You know, this they both have easy schedules. So I'll just I'll just hedge it, take the Falcons here. And I'll take the Saints. The Saints. I, like it. I think we both think the Buccaneers will do better than the Panthers. So yeah. that's how this Seven one and ten out. to nine and eight type range of outcomes, in my opinion, for the Bucs. Well, that leaves us with one more division to cover, which is the NFC West here. Crushing it. We got the 49ers are 
heavy, heavy favorites at negative 440. That's like Seattle Seahawks such a bad plus, bet. Six, plus 650. Rams There's are your plus 950. Right and yeah. Cardinals are plus 8,500. That is the most insane line I've ever heard of. That's like a college football line. Important so here to say the 49ers are 2 0. The Rams yeah. are 1 1. The Seahawks are 1 1. And the Rams. I mean, and the 49ers have that division win now against the Rams, right. which is huge for them. Yeah. Um, the four, the 49ers are the best team in this division. They 100%. have looked just really good. They have CMC's looked like the looked fantastic. Of the NFL. Purdy is playing good football. He is not making mistakes, and he is running this scheme the way they want him to run this scheme. You saw Brandon Ayuk get hurt last week, and oh. it was just it was just move things forward. He still played. Not as good as he normally is, but it was just, all right, fine, move to Debo, move to yeah. CMC. Like, they have so many options on this offense that even if one guy goes down, someone else is coming in. Having CMC behind that offensive rushing scheme is downright criminal, and we knew it was yeah. going to be last year. Yeah. And we're just seeing it more and more. Purdy's not making mistakes, which is huge. No touchdowns he's last so week, but he's just moving the ball down the field, man. He's which just is all they need him to do. He knows. He just knows the checks of the offense. He knows the flow chart. He has the Kyle Shanahan flow chart memorized perfectly, and it's like so crazy to watch. And I've told you this before, but he seems to me he seems like he's got something between the ears that is special. Like he's mm -hmm. got, and he's also got some moxie. He's pretty. He's pretty swaggy. It's it's sneaky because you don't expect it, right? You're like, oh, Brock Purdy. He's the. I heard, I saw Kyle Brandt today joke that he was AI, which was pretty funny. <laughs> um, I, but listen, I have no hate for Brock. I just, I, I think he is good enough to bring this team as a as a Super Bowl contender. Definitely. If Jimmy G was good enough, Brock Purdy is certainly no good enough, probably no better. Yeah, it's just going to be hard to stop this team. The defense is great. Yeah. Their pass rush is great. The offensive line is great. Their rushing is probably second to none, and yeah. and they have so many options passing the ball. They're shooing here. Let's move you on to the Seahawks. About the Ravens, like how crazy it was that the Ravens were able to fit the collection of talent under the cap. That's how I feel about the Niners. It's so gross how much yeah, they have. And it, it, they have like 20 of the top 30 players in the NFL, like literally. I do think that is one of the reasons their window is also so tight. Right. They're going to have issues signing some yeah. of the guys that they need to yeah. re-sign. So yeah. they're pushing Things to are win gonna get now. Open. Um, let's move on to the Seahawks. They skirted out a really, really close win against the Lions last week. Yeah. Um, Gino looked much, yeah, Gino looked much better than he did in week one. It was good to see that not just fall down the hole, went 32 out of 41 for 328, two touchdowns. That's what we saw last year. That's what we're expecting again this year. Only took one sack, which is great to see. Um, it gets Carolina this week. I think they will cakewalk that team. Right. I'm still pretty bullish on the Seahawks now that right. we saw them right that ship and they have a really nice schedule coming up. I like, I'd hate to just dog on the Panthers, but I do no, think they can them. beat the Panthers pretty no, easily. And then they've got the giants. I think they can beat the giants. They walk they on be by. The yeah. I think they could push the 49ers for this division. Um, if it they was one of your bold out, predictions. Yeah. If they can eke out a couple wins in division, if they can beat the 49ers, they've got a chance here. Um, but I do really like what I'm seeing from the Seahawks. I think yeah. they have room to grow offensively if they can get JSN more involved. Um, Kenneth Walker is not rushing super efficiently, but he's still looking explosive back there, in my opinion. And obviously, they can get Charbonnet more involved. So what are you thinking? Yeah, no, I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of the Seahawks. Week one was unfortunate because they kind of came out with a thud. Um, but it does happen. You know, those I mean, the Bills did the same thing. It, it happens. Great teams, Chiefs, Bengals. Um, but that being said, my steam of, like, they can contend with the 49ers, which I think is what you're – I respect you for going down with the ship, but I have I have waved the white flag on that one. I think the Niners are just – I think they're the, the team to beat in the NFL, and I think they'll – Unfortunately, just I don't see them faltering. I could see them going like 15 and two. I could see them going like 14 and three. And the Seahawks could have a great season and be like 11 and six and still be a wild card team. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. all they need to make a run here. Uh, big, big news coming out though. Uh, 
it's feared Trevon Diggs tore his ACL in non-contact today in practice. So I saw that. Be... I saw a notification that he was getting an MRI on his knee, but I didn't hear the ACL speculation. You've got to be kidding me. That is the fear, which would be a, <sighs> a big, big blow to that Cowboys defense. Why is that? Why? Yeah, he's been putting together a really solid season this year. It, looking like he's been better in coverage than before. Maybe, maybe the best cornerback in the NFL for the first two weeks. I'm so pissed. That's brutal. Yeah, that's gonna be big for the Cowboys, man. I'm actually emotional, bro. I, I love Diggs, man. He's family. He's, yeah, he's family. You, that's these injuries, man. I know, are just getting year. to be so brutal. It's football, man. It is football. I hate to say it. Like I hate to be like. No, it is. You're right, but it's, it's still I, tough. You feel for the players, man. Oh, he's he having so an all pro type season and and to end that in a non-contact drill and practice is just no i'm hoping i'm just hoping it's it's early like let's just remember the burrow stuff like it it turned out to be a cap strain let's just be positive let's hope the best for him yeah Um, sorry sorry cowboys fans for when you're listening like yeah just know i'm almost like i'm on the verge of real real grown man tears so um let's power through the show so nobody sees me cry um yeah let's talk rams here quickly um sean mcveigh is early runner for coach of the year oh great that offense looks like it is running on all cylinders he said cam Akers, get out of here kyron williams can handle it and And he he did he's handling his business um puka nakua should be early favorite for rookie of the year right now i mean just over absurd over 25 catches in your first games breaking the record for most catches in the first two games of a rookie career yeah 35 targets is just egregious man sickening and, and let's not even say like you can't even call him just a role player because you could put guys in this role and they're not going to get 100 yards each game no touchdowns yet Good but has percentage. been dragged down at the one i mean he just looks great yeah, even man, when I... cup comes back i think he holds this role down I mean, I don't know about to this level, but yes, I no, think he of course holds, not to that level. Hold down for sure. Um, but he's yeah. like a carbon copy of prime Robert Woods, and I just like I do have like fantasy PTSD. Like I'm so afraid that like this is going to be one of those things that we laugh about in in a couple months, where we're like, remember when he was supposed to be a rest of season wide receiver one? Like Man, I have just so hard to say because he's passing not only the stats test but the eye test. No, the, and, the eye test is being utilized test, so the well. Test, the underneath the numbers tests. Pukunakua mm-hmm. is the real deal, man. And and you yeah. know we did we talked about him you know as early as week one. We we kind of already were drinking the Kool Aid. We we joked about rest of the season him or Drake London, and now my answer of question. Drake London yeah. seems a little silly. I'm I'm almost thinking it's full tilt the other way. And listen, let's not. Even Tutu Atwell is producing very well. 191, 77 in week two. Cup comes back in. I still think there's room for Nakua and Cup to eat. And then Tutu is like a deep threat guy. I mean, McVay's also in his bag. We we give credit to other coaches, but man, he is he is back. He is having this raw offense run great. Matt Stafford is playing really good football. Over 300 yards in both games. Two picks against the 49ers is tough. The 49ers 49ers are a great defense. They have Cincinnati this week. Burrow's a little banged up. Yeah, they, they should be able to steal that win. one. They should be yeah. able to steal that one, I think. Um, this I is like a, the Rams. A m- much I'm, better I'm, division than people say it is. I'm super sus on their defense, to be completely honest with you. I think their offense is going to be good, but their defense is just kind of like a bit of an unknown quantity. Like we, we've talked a lot about their percentage of rookies rostered and their average age being so low. I kind yeah. of think that like they their defense could be a little bit it's of something that for sure. could hold Which is them why back. They're plus 950. Like they're not in contending right. for the division, but th- the future doesn't look as grim as it looked walking. Into no, the not year. at and all. They have their first round pick for the first time in what? Six years next year. Should be fun so to watch. At least we have some hope here. And then last but not least at the very dead bottom of the division is the Arizona Cardinals who are Owen two. Josh Dobbs, I told you this beforehand. You were like, oh, everybody was all talking about how, like, oh, this team is tanking. They got rid of Colt McCoy, brought in Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs has looked fine. He's Better than fine. fine. He's looked he, good. He's playing good football. It's not. Yeah. He's not the reason this team is losing. Not at Their all. Offense it's the, it's has, the defense. Yeah, the offense has been fine. The defense has been leaky. Um, Marquise Brown has looked the part again. Yeah, we, I like Hollywood. Beginning of last year when there was no um, DeAndre Hopkins, 
Marquise Brown was really good for fantasy football, and he kind of looked that way this week too. Six catches, 54 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, I'm James in on Connor. Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is getting hella targets. Zach Ertz getting targets. I almost dropped pits for him this week because yeah, I wouldn't have blamed you. I need the points. He's um, he's a sneaky he's a sneaky ad. Um, yeah, you brought up James Conner. Wow, James Conner, what a story! And at this at this age, still being so productive. I mean, at this age, like he's an old man. He's younger than me. Yeah, um, Twenty eight. But but running backs are are uh, so such a short shelf life. So great to see him sort of overcoming that. And I think it's because of his running style. He's such a battering ram, dude. He's such yeah, a and, and power he back. doesn't have a ton of carries on his career, yeah. luckily, yeah, as well. He's starting to get up there. Missed it with Pitt, yeah. Um, do you know who Pro Football Focus's number one graded receiving tight end is so far between two weeks? Um, if, you could, if you could take your, your guess here. My guess would be Darren Waller. It's not. It's Trey McBride. I had a feeling it was that because we were talking about the Cardinals, but I didn't want to be too, you know. Only only four catches on the year. Not like he's going crazy or anything, but he's running a ton of routes back there. He just looks damn good doing it. <laughs> he looks damn good doing it. That's and funny. Four catches. He is... wants to see these these Earths targets going McBride's way and seeing maybe he could do a little more out of it. But all in all, what I'm saying here is I've talked to you about this before. The Cardinals are being just left for dead. Yeah. And I think that was a mistake. This offensively, they're looking okay. Defensively, train wreck. Obviously, they have a ton of pieces there. I think Kyler Murray's back on this team earlier than people think. It's definitely possible. It's being predicted a little bit more and more now that there's people are kind of seeing the the grit and the and the the fight that the team is showing. Maybe Jonathan Gannon, for as uh, corny as he is, maybe he's actually a good coach. But every year, people forget that even though we're predicting teams to tank, these players are not tanking. They are not going to give up playing. The coach is obviously not going to want to tank. They're going to get smacked this week by Dallas. But that doesn't matter. I think the future is still okay with the Cardinals team. The offense looks better. I think Kyler's coming back midseason, week six to eight. Yeah, you use if, your picks defensively. You're back in this quicker than people would think. If, if Kyler comes back and the offensive line shores up a little bit and the weapons stay weaponing, which they have been early on, um, yeah, I definitely think. I still think they should be left for dead. But maybe they're left for dead, like you know, in a left sort of way. This season, there's like sure. some like you know, there's like some food there, like they can live for a little bit. But they're they're not making the playoffs. Like no, that's no, obvious. of course not. Yeah, so, but worst I, team in football. If it, that's, they're that's not tough, no, they yeah. haven't been. They haven't been for sure. There's definitely been. Chicago's looked like the worst team in football, but Zach, do they? Is it silly to not tank when you could potentially secure some like Marvin Harrison level talent at the top of the draft next year? Should they tank? Well, here's the thing. I don't think they should tank because okay, the morale on that team has been so bad. You need a new coach. You want them to want to win. Because right. you're going to need them to do that next year when you're, you're right. done. I you're don't right. think they have to tank to be a bad team. The defense is so bad. I think they could still get a top five pick. If the Texans keep losing games as well, they have their pick. You can still secure yourself a top tier talent. Insane. I mean, the Texans have looked two good. Talent. But they could get two top tier talents. Yep. And I've told you this before. I think trading Kyler Murray is the wrong move. You take those talents, pick an edge rusher, pick a wide receiver, bring Kyler back on this team. All of a sudden, you're looking a lot better than you were the year before. I I think tanking is the wrong thing because you don't have to forcibly right. pay bad to lose these games. Yeah. And you can keep your vibes up. Kind of what I, I, you know, from like the Lions last year where you can lose a ton of games and then finish the season on a higher note and have your team buying in and still have some top picks. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. The it's Giants, be, the Lions did do that. They did do exactly that, so... Really interesting to see what's going to happen with this team when Kyla comes back. And I do think he will be back and play football this year. I don't think sitting out the season is in a question anymore. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And you are in the minority of people, not just who think he's coming back this year, but who think they're not going all in for Caleb Williams. So yeah, it'll be really it's starting fun. to shift, though. You're starting to see the media start to go like, oh, maybe he's a Viking. Maybe he's a Bears and they yeah. shift out Justin Fields. It's it would like, be really fun to see what people what were too sure. He was going to be a cardinal yeah. before the season. The odds you never should know be with the NFL. all over the place. Yeah, with yeah. with this current. Yeah, but another 
day in the coffee shop, Zach. How do you feel? Another day, another books. Good, man. I'm feeling good. I'm excited for football tonight. Me too, man. I'm excited for the weekend. Scratching um, that itch. Thursday night football just scratches the itch. It's just, it's, it's just a little, it's a little start. It does little... for me, but then you got two days before you get more football back. Um, and then we got another Monday night doubleheader, which I hate. So yeah, they're trash. Bummer. The hour separation is stupid. Uh, the MRIs have confirmed this, the, the ACLs tear. Is so. the ACL tear? It's That's confirmed. brutal for Diggs, man. Heartbreaking. Rough season. I feel sorry for, <sighs> for the, the whole team and all their fans. Like that, that hurts their, that hurts their yep. ceiling. I think a little bit. Thoughts out to Diggs, his family, yeah, man, prayer. his, his kids, the highlight of that reel every time oh. they show him on the screen. So oh. that's Stop brutal it. to hear. Yeah. Um, Appreciate everybody who's tuned in, listening. Oh, yeah. We're going to try and pump out two shows a week from here on out. Should be sure. live in the studio soon. Can't Hopefully. wait for that. We'll see how that goes. Uh, in yeah. the meantime, we will talk to you all later. Peace.